There you go, buddy. Get your bone. Get your bone chance. It's podcast time. Gotta get it rolling. Chance guy's bone. You already got the uh, shitty weather report. Yeah, I got it's my not f- that it's shitty weather. It's Will shitty my fake weather report. False, false report. False mm-hmm. report. Never trust me for the weather report. Uh, welcome to the boys Jared's place. We haven't done an intro in a couple episodes, I don't think. Yeah, sometimes it's nice to do it. Sometimes it's nothing. It's okay. We just get right yeah. into it. Yeah. What's today? How it goes sometimes. What the twenty fifth of January. January twenty fifth, twenty twenty four. We're in the new year. In the new year. New us. Reporting. Same us. Not live. It's recorded. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we're reporting from uh, the, the crib. You know? It's not live. Rarely edited though. Yep. Yep. Yes. Drew True. gets a. Drew's our craziest cast member. Drew gets mm-hmm. a little crazy sometimes. I have to edit his potty mouth out. But what if we like put it live on Twitch? And just tried to pull like random people, like not even interested in mountain biking and stuff, and just get like tons of Twitch viewers, like yeah. stream it. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be great. Cool. Just it'd spamming. be a terrible podcast because we'd be just be, be doing stupid stuff. The spamming whole time. emotes. Yeah, dancing for money. Uh huh. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Drew's got a whole streaming setup in his office over there. Do I? Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> huh? He's got some headphones, some pink headphones with some cat ears built in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back, guys. It's Drew. <laughs> Drew. I'm a... Uh, You're really going to see my feet? <laughs> I'm a VTuber, actually. Okay. A what? A VTuber. What's a VTube? That's the ones where they're like in motion cap suits and they, they're streaming as like, an, like a character. A video game character or anime character. How much character. did that suit cost you? I don't know. It's worth it though. It's just a green man suit, right? Uh, Bird I don't up. know how it works. Bird up. Dude, don't pay attention to me. You can't see me right now. <laughs> we should look into it. Bird Boys up. of Jared's oh, place. Dude, yeah, welcome. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's our intro. Jeez, we killed it. We got Drew, Will, and Blair here. Bring in the heat. Bring in the heat. So hit us with the weather for the weekend. We've been sitting on some rain, a good bit of rain. What's the weekend weather? Let's start it's there. It's been a rainy week in the latter half of it. We'll talk about it. It's been... It's, it's been wet. Um, we're looking like tomorrow, Friday, high of 67, low of 58, 40% chance of rain. Saturday, high of 65, low of 53, 80% chance of thunderstorms when we go deeper on that on the precipitation and see what the thunderstorms are looking like looking like thunderstorms in the morning with rain on either side of that and clearing up around noon on saturday so if you want some wet weather riding it's a good day to do it it'll be warm it'll be wet sunday high of 53 low of 43 cloudy and then moving into a beautiful week next week only one day below 32 as the low and that's thursday of next week highs in the mid 50s all week shoo we like that a lot of sun i mean even for saturday you're saying raining but a high of what 60 something on saturday Uh, yeah low of 53 high of 65 so yeah it might be raining a little bit but we just walked out of juice garage great set we can talk about that later but um, this podcast is sponsored by Druid Discs. They are available in the shop <laughs> now. 15% of all disc purchases out of the shop do go to 
supporting a on-site disc golf course. So that's, that's right. Fucks. Drew's been working on that pretty hard. He's got a nice little rack. It's filling up, man. It is filling you up. You got like six different brands up on there across like three or one brand I know, but that's how the system works. <sighs> yeah. But yeah. this to buy. And I think Drew's been talking about setting up our two practice, <coughs> practice baskets in places where customers could actually throw in them throughout the day. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we'll do some test locations for yep. those. But anyways, we're getting some practice just to make sure we're experts on the topic. Yeah, exactly. But we walked out and you know, your garage is well insulated. Cool. You yep. walk outside and you're expecting to be like raining and cold and it's drizzling and literally like want to take your jacket off. Mm-hmm. It's like yep. 70 out right now. And you're like, geez, okay, that's a flip. That's a flip from last week, which was like rainy and freezing. Yeah. This week it's like raining and warm now. So temperature's nice. Rain sucks. Yeah, it's a little wet, but you rode yesterday. Sloppy but fun. Sloppy but fun. It was. It's sloppy. That freeze thaw going into rain. Wow. Uh, like a a week solid of almost like all freezing temps, which means very low down, and the dirt is getting frozen in the ground, and then it hit sixty, like mid sixties, and rained a bunch. So it was very loose like the blue groove was destroyed on simple green for a lot of it very loose weird. fun though very spicy spicy weird. slows you down makes you think a little bit more but good we were talking about it on the trail the other day to like i think freeze thaw is more impactful than like an extremely heavy rain with how you've seen that cracking up the blue groove yep. and being disruptive to the actual compaction of the blue groove and like that type of stuff, like that consistent freeze thaw for a week was like not like destroy trails, but it's way rougher like than what a, a substantial rain is at this point, which we handle pretty well. It, it's different, right? Mm-hmm. It it turns everything up where like a heavy rainfall will create like ruts where the rain runs. So like mm-hmm. ditches, any place that drainage isn't perfect. Rain can destroy things, but the free saw loosens the entire trail up no matter what. Create cracks, yep. new places for water to run. Yeah. I was looking at air supply over Temple Green, and it's like just loose, completely loose. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy what it's doing to the trails. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was, a, it was an impactful week, but, but yeah, so nice weather next week will be nice. We need it. Rainy week. Slowed progress on double wide obviously yeah we did get a lot we got raked and we'll have to clean it up and finish it a little bit more but we got raked all the way through hard raked all the way through the whoops to the road so that's a big milestone and i would say like the whoops took you a minute i feel like the whoops like especially with as wide they are whoops is like a lot of fine work back to back to back to kind of get them set and everything because then like once y'all and then maybe the next two turns were big too because like when we got up caught back up to y'all once y'all got to the next two turns and then that's straight, and y'all are back around to that. I mean, we'll talk about the new hip, but like y'all got through that section fast. Y'all worked through there pretty dang quick overall. Yeah, I mean the whoops. That the whole whoops are different because like it's a different finishing process than what I'm used to, which is usually like turn everything up, semi smooth it, track pack, and then take my finishing pass. The whoops is like build them, track pack the tops, and then do a reshape and finishing pass all at once yeah you can't really like in the big machine in the small machine you can it it 
becomes a, a lot like a, a serious chore to track back the whoops but you can get like all the way down in the the flat bottom grooves in between them mm-hmm. but that means you're forcefully rocking yourself back and forth while you're track packing over and over and over again yeah yeah sketchy which becomes a challenge and i guess in general too that straight was just like a lot of features back to back as well so like doing not like a lot but it's like well that straight took a lot of work too because we moved it over Mm -hmm. and drew actually took out the perfect amount of trees because we used all that space that's right yeah so I guess all of that moved kind it of, all over, yeah. completely flattened everything that was there, and then started fresh from a flat layer. So from my perception of what took so long for there for y'all being yeah. in front of us, and then you get to the next section, and you're like, like w- through that next straight around, you're finishing that next turn, going to the hip, and it's like yeah. that part relative to how fat, how long that whole process took was like, oh dang, okay, we got some finishing work to do now. I mean, the next, that next straight after the corner, after crossing the road was just straight resurface, pretty much yeah. like no changes. Yeah. Which goes fast. Yeah. Yeah. So we kept the, uh, the weird box jump and the gap on the right side. Kept the gap on the right side, filled in the weird box jump. So it's just a straight table. Okay. And then kept the, the roller, the, the double high. roller and the high nice. double roller gap thing. I think it'll be better with the speed you'll have now. Yeah. Because you can with the t- two turns, you can come in with a lot better speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I, we might have to extend the gap jump, but I really don't think so because it's like it was a chore to clear before, like car- carrying all the speed. And ideally for me, like you want to be able to clear everything at like a true trail speed without having to make it a chore and work your ass off to, to do it. Mm-hmm. So. I I would agree with that. Interesting. Someone when we were on the northeast, it might have been um, Nate was talking to like about how sometimes like some of their bigger jump lines are somewhat designed. Bigger intermediate jump lines are somewhat designed around like seventy five to eighty percent of the riders will actually like break upon landing, and then yeah. building speed around the fact that they're gonna like do that habitually or like, accidentally um, or whatever. What's it, Black Magic mm-hmm. at Killington? Like, if you didn't use brakes, you'd be overshooting every single jump. Mm-hmm. But it makes it easier to ride because you're not having to pedal or pump, mm-hmm. work as hard, and you can just kind of cruise down the trail, use brakes. A little scrub, like a little yeah. scrubbing, a little brake rubbing. And like, yeah. So it's like, it's. Which it's, I enjoy that experience more than a trail where you really have to work your ass off. I rode that trail extremely well. And like, and I'm not an both of you did. Those are big like jumps. Mm-hmm. They were like they were and, fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they work well. Mm-hmm. It makes it easy for mm-hmm. a bigger portion of the population of mm-hmm. riders to be able to clear that with confidence. Yeah, and then if you're good, you can scrub that speed too as well. Like, yep. So you can run at no brakes and scrub and run like a wild run at it if you wanted to. Yeah, you could. Um, which is a lot of fun if you're advanced too. Mm-hmm. So it's like interesting experience, but. Yeah, it's just the thought of like trail speed and tr- speed management and stuff. Yeah, it's like having to full sprint for something makes it a little bit less fun. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. fun, but then like when it's something you're laughing like consistently, like, yeah, it's like super hidden or something. It's like my main gripe after this last resurface of air supply is the bottom of it is I can clear fine with like almost no effort on the e-bike, but then you go on a 27.5 bike that weighs like 10, 15 pounds less, my downhill bike. 
I can't clear them even if I sprint my fucking heart out. More corn dogs, dog. I know. <laughs> Got to fucking load up, dude. Yeah, you didn't have enough dogs in you. The last two weeks, no dogs in me. Yeah, that's the problem right there. Well, I haven't been riding air supply in like months. So then you get back, then you definitely didn't have the dog in you. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming back. Damn it. Man. But I don't know. That next section is going to be cool, though. But with good weather, fingers crossed, we're now machine finished basically to the senior discount exit. We just got to finish off that last feature. Mm-hmm. We will looking at double wide now, like the top of it. That free saw did some damage. We probably will have to go back and repack everything. There were I mean, things that weren't even packed. Yeah, yeah. So. We just, which is not a lot, honestly. Like you mm-hmm. guys have raked everything, mm-hmm. but most stuff. There's two two turns that haven't really been raked because they're yeah. in the, the the shade the whole time. And like if you raked them at that point, you would just pull like massive chunks. Yeah. Like the way they are frozen and everything, but, but um, with good weather next week, it's like three turns. Fingers crossed, we might have that the top to to a senior discount exit open next weekend. Should be nice. Mm-hmm. Now the big uh, chats I saw going on was is two seventy versus four fifty. Oh well, back it up. There was one more big chats going on. Um, what feature did we remove that people are very bummed about? The table after the road. The rock jump. Rock jump after the road is gone. Yeah. I I get it. So for like for a lot of people and like y'all and your yeah. group talking about overshooting it. Like I overshoot it at this point too, because I know the trail well and I can run the whoops at speed. But it is like you watch driving the truck and going up on the shuttle truck and stuff, like there's people that barely clear it. And it's accessible for them. So that's those people that are yeah, like, that's it's the fun. same thing right. we were just talking mm-hmm. about. It's, it's like, yeah, it's a super it's inviting, a good reset, like jump. good reset, mm-hmm. easy feature to do. Yeah. So like, so yeah. for some people, like, I mean, if I'm overshooting it, it's again, yeah, an intermediate person that's a decent rider can overshoot it. But like, yeah, that are as beginners, like, they're like, wow, I got that table. And they're super pumped on it. Like I've seen it a bunch. And so yeah. it's that other perspective. And that's not even though I don't know who replied to the chats. I'm not saying anything about their writing, but there is that like, side perspective on it's like some people it's fun as hell for yep i think the longer term solution maybe have a green flow trail with just inviting jumps like that yeah armucci but a little bit more tables action Mm -hmm. on it like who was it someone asked when we did our our post about double wide what you want to see someone asked about more beginner jumps yeah and i think my response was we have that in the works and in, in other places, which mm-hmm. will be phase two yeah. truly for yeah. beginner jumps, stuff like that. I mean, a double wide deserves some beginner jumps and there are changes on it that make mm-hmm. some jumps easier to clear for sure. Mm-hmm. But also like it, it's not a trail we're going to like go yeah. out of our way to put really small jumps but on. Even, and to say polarizing that, that conversation on the table is goes both ways. Cause we have a wide variety of riders at the park. And, but even in the sense of not even difficulty, the whoops go the same way. Some people love the whoops and some people just hate them. Not riding style. Even if they can ride them well, they don't like them. Like I would bet like somewhere around 10% of our riders actually enjoy the whoops. Yeah. Right. And so it was, I think they're fun. Like Which is, which is a lot of us, but the, then we also get a lot of 
newer riders, mm-hmm. beginner riders, or people that have just never seen anything like that that have a hard time yeah. figuring them out. And there's even good riders that don't like them too because mm-hmm. it's just like they don't are. like dealing with them. So it's like that's polarizing. And it's not even skill based. It's just like I don't like that. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot of we have a wide variety of preferences, skill sets, and everything at the park. It, which is because we we satisfy a lot of that. We have a wide range. We've been a lot of parks somewhat recently, and we do satisfy a wide range of riding. If you see them this weekend, there are they are huge right now, but they're going to get toned down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The whoops. <laughs> the rain probably already took care of that for us. Honestly, probably a little bit. Maybe a little bit, but yeah, they are. A little runoff from the top, fill in the bottoms. That say it sizes them down a good bit already. Yeah. So some rain running, some soft dirt around will do a good bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit of raking, they'll be dialed. And it, I think we will end up with kind of a an easier and a harder side to them. They already are a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just sloped. And I think we could make it a little bit more severe. But Yeah. The other thing, too, on the whoops is I, I posted again this week on the Boys of Jared's Place story, and you really get to figure out who doesn't listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. which is a lot of you guys. Oh, I can tell you based off of numbers, it's a lot of you guys. What are y'all doing? Y'all want to just follow us on Instagram and not listen to the well, podcast? And they're not going to hear this. We were a podcast originally, okay, <laughs> so, guys? All you guys that are listening right now, go find everyone. Tell them to listen. And tell them to listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's where all the content comes from. Drew said, get the content, and we're here doing it, damn it. Get the content. We should get, like, we should just build a massive structure, like, on top of the whoops so you can't see them and, like, spray paint a big sign <laughs> that says, are the whoops still here? Go listen to the Boys of Jerry's Place podcast on all major platforms right now Yeah. to find out if the whoops are still right here on Double Wide in the spot that they were before. Go listen now. Were people still asking if they were there or not, though? Yeah. The pictures yeah. barely show them. I mean, you true. can't do justice on photo especially unless you from, go to the side. Especially if you have from the angle you're taking the video, yeah. mm-hmm. like, uh, which was kind of the point. I I know we have a portable fence, so we could probably move that in place. Uh, <laughs> the green the, one, the no, green one, the one by uh, Dong Fang next to the RP. Oh. That one, uh, we could get that. We get that. <laughs> yeah, we can detached, retached, no problem. Yeah, zip, 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 easy. Zip. That'll hide oh. the uh, surprise for the non-podcast listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoops are still there. Huh? Well, then I guess let's talk then about Drew's new feature this week. Yeah. Uh. So I guess. Where is it? I mean, it's kind of an unnotable spot. The really, it's like the inch that berm that you would ride on top of for the new entrance to senior discount that new little cut um so it's now a right-handed hip yeah boy yeah buddy we already seen the lines that we're gonna be taking tricks we're gonna throw just the fattest tables ever yeah. 270 tapes 270 tapes yeah it's gonna be wild dude. yeah I mean, jesus all of his disciples up there just having a massive dinner on my table Man, I gotta find this. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know. No one else does. Yeah, shout out Crystal Lay. <laughs> so there is some controversy on our story about which direction. Yeah, yeah, that's was 270 versus 450. Yeah, so now we're here. So uh, you want to talk about story controversy at 8 a.m. this morning? Uh, 
Hayden, Hayden replies and says, that's a 450 if you spend the way the arrow goes. I say, you saying you're going to come do a 450 on it? Question mark, exclamation point. He says, ha ha ha, nah, it's a 270. For me, I was just teasing, saying if you spin it to the right like the arrow on your story, that's a 450. I said, I know, but you should 450 it. Dude, if he brought the little bike and not to ride all of double wide, just to literally crank into that, I bet he probably could 450 it. He said it's not his spin direction. Oh, uh, not his. Because I watched him, like, when we built those jumps in uh, that guy's backyard, like, I watched him just mess around and just, like, break out the little bike and throw a three on, like, the smallest little thing. Just like, yep. So mm-hmm. it's like, if it's something that's decent and he had his little bike, I bet he could if it was his direction 450 it. It's a pretty good fly out, too. Looks decent, yeah. Good fly out, decent, not hangout area, but like obvious pull off area. Yeah, it's a good reset. Yeah. So that was fun to make. Yeah. Moved a lot of dirt for that. A lot of dirt, a lot of trees. Mm hmm. It was fun though. Good. Yep. It looks good. Yeah. And then just a little rework of the senior discount entrance, which I think will make the senior discount entrance better because it's kind of on the top table. Yeah, of it, that hip, so it's like yeah. a, easier to get into, less tight. We hope we say it now. We're gonna have to work on it. People don't stack up on that table. Keep moving yeah. forward because mm-hmm. it's big and wide, so it's easy. Like oh, oh but like yeah, keep into the trail and keep more. But we put some signage up for that. Yeah, it should be Move, pretty. Like bitch, get out the natural. way. It's probably like I don't know, two and a half bike lengths long, like from side to side. Probably a little. Uh, or wide, wide i yeah. guess from like back slope to yeah. the top of the or like the where the landing rolls off yeah and where there's that like roller before it stills like that on the left side and then the right side is the lip for the hip so for people going to senior or just rolling around the hip to just like roll up and go down they'll automatically be on the far left side of the trail gotcha. which i think yeah hopefully should allow for Mm. that to be a good pull-off spot yeah nice um so that's where we got to what are what's your plans for the next part uh the only major change we're making in the latter half of the second third would be right after that there is a Right hand berm, roller, right hand berm, roller, left 180, right 180. We're going to turn the two right hands into one big, instead of them being like two 90 right hands, just one big right hand, a bigger left hand where that left hand 180 is, and then a bigger right hand 180 where that right 180 is going into the double 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 or double double section yeah just widening out those turns making them bigger widening out those turns a ton and then the jump finishing off that section is going to get bigger on the left hand gap side are we keeping the rock drop thing i think we're getting rid of the rock drop thing those were fun while they lasted. I liked that one. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Simple. It it probably naturally will get deleted anyway because the berm going into that last straight is going to get pushed back a good bit. Mm. 
and made a lot bigger. Have you looked at it? Yeah. Backwoods is pretty close right there. It's farther than you think. Okay. That dirt. It's close, but it, we still got some room to work with. That dirt's absolute poop right there. That whole last straight is. But that is what it we'll is. We'll work with it. Yep. Bring in, the no dump, quarry. bring in the dump truck. Yep, no quarry operations. Honestly, I like that dirt better than like the pure red clay. I mean, it's say harder to work with, lasts way longer though. Rides way better in the wet. Uh, I would. It's just like it, there's like a lot of exposed rocks in that last straight. It's because like getting everything out of it. It's almost like Armucci on that last yeah. straight. It's just so much rock there, and then I feel like sandy silt stuff gets like it's kind of sandy silty ish stuff there i feel like it wears around rocks easier so rocks get exposed easier in that type of dirt where like when clay clay holds and like doesn't kind of crumble down around rocks until and then when it does it like really breaks down almost i i like that dirt better though like long term if you look at that section versus or i guess more more so for wet riding like if you Take that section versus the purple burn. What we just did is like mm-hmm. crazy the difference is. Yeah. It absorbs and like almost moves the water through it better. And it, it is truly more grippy. So it just looks exciting. It just looks rocky right now. I just yeah. hate looking up that straight and just like everything looks like it has like rocks exposed in it. It has all like the little pebbly rocks in it yeah. too, which come to the surface yep. and like scatter all over. It's like cat litter. Mm-hmm. So this will be another OG Green Flow Trail original that we're getting rid of. Like that section, the S turn section. That yep. was OG. That was OG. But the it'll be nice. The made last time was just putting a little drainage bridge through there. Like, that was yeah. the only thing that changed. That bridge is completely covered. covered. You can't it. even see it. I've no. seen it, yeah. We've learned a lot about the drop-in bridges since mm-hmm. then. That was one of the first ones. Yep. So. So, not, it does, once you get down into this section, though, it, it's way shorter than the top. Yeah. It's it definitely a, is. We've talked about that. It gets shorter and shorter as you go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we'll bang through the next section next week, machine-wise. Yeah, that'll be sick. Yep. Get moving on that. Yeah. It was a slow one. We got with Monday, Tuesday, got through the whoops. You got ahead. Me and Jason basically been raking the whoops in that last straightaway for, like, Monday, Tuesday, and then range just started settling Wednesday, Thursday which is today. So yep. Yep. slowed it down a good bit. And like, like you said, the freeze saw and then yesterday's like rained on and off, not a lot, but then last night into the day, it just kept hitting hard going and going. And now yep. it just is saturated right now. Yes, it is. So that gives us time to do our odds and ends type jobs. Some clean up, clean up computer always stuff. Computers. It's always something yeah. to do. There's always stuff to do. We got some good stuff in the works for that. Yeah. Yeah. Cleaned up Dongfang, got some machine maintenance done. That's more uh, important than we think we need. Like, didn't you maintain some of the other machines too? Uh, The original packing quad, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I got the, I saw you out ripping got Jared's some. OG quad 
back up and running kind of it needs a new battery yeah and then need to tune the carburetor a little more but she goes again that's so right if we need it next week we can have two packing quads running y'all just have a shitload of packing to do mm-hmm. i mean um i like the packing quad it is good on the straights the plate compactor packs better i think um but it's harder like there's a it's a challenge because i think the i was just thinking on this the other day when we were slap packing that last turn before the straight and the whoops and everything the turns we build now are awesome they're really really awesome to ride they are that much more difficult to finish because the quad doesn't always do the best because they're so straight up and down at the top yep and so you end up with these tops these weird because the front tires aren't weighted that much, depending on the dirt quality. One you finished packed really well. One it, like uh, that we finished with the quad, it has these waves on the top because those tires. So you just like, you still need to come back and shovel pack like the top quarter. Yep. Because like the the quad and the plate compactor is the same thing when you try to do it on that top part too. It's just it's so straight and flat now, like vertical on that top edge. Where just like mm-hmm. you. The quads work, but you you need to come back and do a good shovel pack afterwards. Because otherwise, like I think the rain gets in that and that settles in for the long term, and then they end up with that wavy top top lip and everything. Yep, they're awesome like that. But it that's something. Work, it is like when they were work. a little less bold, you could quad pack them a little better, keep the yeah, weight on the front for sure. But it is like now you're looking at it, and it's like getting that straighter up wall on the top is is more hand work and more like tuning work to get that really dialed. Yep. But it rides so freaking good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like that's why I like the quad is like it works and it works really good for the straights. But the straights, like that first straight that we plate compacted, like that held pretty damn good and that looks good. Yep. And like so, it's like straights where you can plate compact, like it puts it in really good shape. Mm-hmm. It does for sure. If it's well, like, that's the right thing. It, God, it's such a battle because like plate compaction quality changes as dirt changes. Sometimes yep. in certain areas, depending on like if there's a slightly more organic material or depending on dirt like content, sometimes it ends up being better to quad pack it because like the plate compactor doesn't work as well. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no right answer. It's weird. It's like everything we do trail wise, I guess. Just knowing what tool is best. <clears throat> yeah. For like what area, what steepness, what place, yeah. how to combine tools and stuff like that. That's what I've learned on this resurface, though, because the berms are steep. Yep. Trying to keep them that way. I know. It's work to keep them that way. It's like, hard. When yeah. you're actually trying to rake and do everything, like, it wants to settle down and be less steep. But yeah. you, you yep. got to move more dirt and work to keep it up there. <coughs> I started, um, I've noticed what you were talking about with the packing and front tires not hitting up top, but I've started just packing the top by shovel and then like shaping it and then getting the dirt everywhere and then just packing the belly of it with the quad because yeah. when you're going up it puts a lot of force into it yep that makes sense so just top, capping the top top like then. quarter with the uh, shovel then mm-hmm. like lower three quarters with the quad yeah yeah the top quarter is the steepest part and everything mm-hmm. yeah wear them wrists out though boy it's all right mm-hmm. it's all right i'm built for it now I am shovel. Drew was telling me, I was like, I was like, man, I was like, it's just been two weeks straight. 
And then now two and a half, I consider this a half week, but two and a half weeks straight of just like straight trail work. And it's been a minute since I've done two and a half straight of trail work. And he's like, oh, yeah, it'll help if you like maybe ate some protein or something besides just like Doritos and snacks when you got home. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's like getting back on the trail work means you do have to like clean up the diet that much more. Because like even if it's just basic work through the day, it's nine hours to just ba- it, raking. Raking seems simple. Go pull tiny ass little rocks who will rake for nine hours straight eight hours straight like maybe six and a half but like do a lot of raking out there and it's not hard but when you do it all freaking days like yeah Mm -hmm. like i was like man my right shoulder feels so worn out yep it's just like it's that all day type of like not hard but yeah you gotta stay ambidextrous too make sure you're getting even wear on the body drew isn't wrong though because we were talking about that because i'll switch hands and i'll rake with different hands but i still always use my right arm and right shoulder the most he's like dude you gotta turn hips you gotta do everything. You gotta go reposition the body fully. Change your feet. Like feet positions gotta change everything. You can't just switch hands, right? You're still pulling with that same arm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You gotta change the whole posture up. And that's the harder part. Rewire your brain. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're trying to like rake a certain turn that's going a certain way at a certain angle. And raking with your stronger hand at better control is easier. Yeah. And you're trying to do it the other way and you make a big old hole and then you're like, God. Usually there's two ways to do it. The way from the bottom is one direction, and then the opposite direction is yep. the way you can do it from above. So Yeah. Whatever's comfortable. Yeah, you just got to learn to flip back and forth consistently. That's something I learned. So, and, that, and not that specifically, but paying attention early. So, we used to hike a lot with my friend that was a friend's dad that was in the military. And we did this like long hike that was like a lot of like stair stepping up uh, like a mountainside, basically. He's like, pay attention. He, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, these are, I was like 14. He's like, these are wide steps. Don't get caught stepping up with your same leg. It's like not something I ever paid attention to. It's like people will go all the way up and realize like they've been stepping up because it's like the same distance. It's not like left, right, left, right steps. It's like longer steps. You're going up, stepping up with like your right leg the whole time. And they don't ever pay attention to like swapping. And then you get to the top of my one, I'm tired as shit. <laughs> And you're like never paying attention to like, oh, if like if I'm doing the same work over and over again, how do I like catch early and switch loads up and stuff? Every 15 minutes, right? That's mm-hmm. what you told us early on. I, uh, yeah, y'all didn't let that go forever. Let's got to swap it up. It's Get, funny, though, because I actually did that. I just never talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does make sense, though, right? Like, it does. Some type of basic schedule to keep you like rotating through stuff. The one thing I cannot do ambidextrous is pickaxe though. Raking's fine. Shovel I can do both hands. Benching I cannot. I can um, precision no. Yeah. Um, but just hacking I can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if it's bulk hacking, like yeah, especially with like the heavier one, I'll just put put it in there and pull. Put in there and pull. If I'm trying to do like some finer work. Yeah, I'm got to do it on the right side. I can shovel pack very well both sides. Definitely better on my right side than my left, but I'm pretty damn competent shovel packing with my left now. That's one that you can't shovel pack just one side. You have to learn to flip flop on that. Oh yeah. Otherwise, you're just you're done. You're done. So raking, I can do left and right, no problem really. That's fine. That's easy. Tell you. Uh, Chainsaw, it's harder doing left and right, flip and flopping. I have my good side. I'm not even that that confident with a chainsaw, and so I have a preferred side with chainsaw. I can tell you that. You just don't want to be on a certain side of the chainsaw. 
Yeah. And then you just got to figure out how not to be there. And yeah. then it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But pretty ambidextrous across most tools. Most. Yeah. Have you ever sat backwards in the machine? Sat backwards? Yeah. Operated the sticks with different hands? Swap no. your hands up? No? Why not? Sometimes I'll like be in the machine and like start thinking about what I'm doing. Like what movements are what, and then just like completely forget how to operate the machine. He <laughs> <laughs> won't eat. Like I, I don't even know what my hands are doing anymore. It just, it's just doing. It's one of those times you just drive past Will and the machine's just like staring out the sunroof, like. Um. Oh man, yeah. Remember your uh, your rock game with my with my sunroof. <laughs> it was like that, man, or Blair was like dude we were throwing rocks over the trees yesterday trying to see if we could hit the top of the cab and I was like oh yeah man that's cool and then realized like 30 seconds later that there's a glass sunroof on the machine I was like hang on man that would have been so bad the order of that statement might cause confusion <laughs> let's create sp some specifics in there the saying that I was throwing rocks over the trees is not what I said I said yeah, we were standing back there trying to throw rocks at you, but I couldn't even get it over the freaking tree, so it's fine. Drew was making fun of me. And you're like, maybe rocks were getting like, so I was nowhere close to getting it over you the tree. You were like 150 yards away. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure I was a long ways away. <laughs> so the saying that I got rocks over the trees, like I was nowhere close to that, and I knew it. <laughs> I was throwing them in your general direction. Yeah. <laughs> nowhere close to that. I was like, I was like, I got this. I grabbed one and chucked it, and like, didn't get knowing this. how far it was <laughs> and it was like yeah i went nowhere <laughs> so there's a there's a reason why we don't we're not open monday tuesday wednesday now because i'm busy it, throwing rocks at the trail it, there's a lot of rocks that get thrown during <laughs> the week there especially really, upper mountain stuff like there really mm -hmm. are yeah jokingly and not jokingly yeah. there are like when we're working the climbing trail y'all had to hold like hold a straight from being directly below you when you're on the machine and dropping rocks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And those big boys will go sometimes. Yep. They'll go. I got one all the way, like halfway down upper across the service road and then down like maybe a quarter of the way down the first like the longest steep punch of the downside road. The craziest thing about the rock, tumbling that we've done is like we've sent some big ones down and like where do they go like they're just gone yeah don't, don't worry about that drew i mean it always ends up fine they're they're not in the trail they're not on the road but they're just gone sometimes you'll get like a two-man roll like it takes two men to roll a rock yeah ladybug there is like some good ones of those where you roll them and then it thwacks up like a big tree, like the bigger trees on the upper mountain, and just shakes the whole thing. It's <laughs> awesome. It's good. It feels good. It's been a minute since we had like a good rock roll. Yeah, it has. Mm. I'm sure on, on Gravel Ranch, y'all had some good ones. Yeah, there was just a lot of a lot, small ones. There was a lot of yeah, small I guess there's rocks. Less yeah. big ones. I spent like probably a total of like six days just hand tossing hand sized rocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like too big to rake. Yeah. But like too small to efficiently clear a space, right? Because if it was that same space but filled with big rocks, like you'd clear it out fast, chucking big rocks. But it was like that in between. Mm -hmm. And it was just like all hand to mid-sized rocks. Nothing really that massive. There were some big boys in there, I'm sure. But 
Yeah. Like a lot of small stuff. Frustrating, honestly. Annoying. Big stuff's more fun. Little stuff's like you're just throwing a baseball. And then you stand there and you get bored and you stack up a bunch of rocks. And you throw rocks at that stack of rocks and see who can knock over that stack of rocks. Mm -hmm. We've progressed our trail games. Like at one point, we started our trail games back in camp. Lunchtime, we'd get bored. We'd be eating a bunch of Cheez-Its from the big old Cheez-It snack box that I bought. And we'd throw rocks at a shoe and see who could get the most rocks in a shoe. Mm -hmm. That was like... It's just a history of rock throwing. Yeah, that was like the start of it. It's the evolution of us. And it was starting getting a little colder. And then like we were on the trail and then we were finishing air supply. We didn't want to take our shoes off because it's like probably dirty and everything like that. So then we started just picking a rock on the side of the uh, back slope. To and throw just, out. Yeah, just throwing rocks at that <laughs> to see who could hit it the most, hit it first and then hit the most. Then we made it interactive by stacking rocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then try to hit those rocks down. And now we throw like really expensive plastic rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the progression of the boys of Jared's place from freaking just apes to, <laughs> to walking to apes. To frolfers. The walking apes. Frolfers. Dolphers. Dolphers. Dolph. Yeah. Yeah. Young Dolph. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this podcast brought to you by Druid Discs. That's right. <laughs> Does that mean we get commission? I mean, I guess so. The impromptu ad read. Uh, he did give me a discount on my first order. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just to bring it back to, in, to industry standards. To market. Market standards. Market. Well, everybody's like selling. It's crazy. Like yeah. I get in and everybody's like 20% off sales everywhere. But it's okay. I don't mind charging a little above market because 15% of it, of proceeds, not profit, proceeds is more, uh, goes towards making the disc golf course. So yeah. I'm I'm down for getting that rolling. The yeah. margins are only like 5%, so you're losing money I'm on basically it. losing yeah. money. I'm funding well this myself. Coming by like a ton of discs. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not that for, I don't know, legal reasons, but yeah. Don't buy a ton of discs for no reasons. No, the margins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but anyways. Business. Drew's laundering money through discs. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I don't have money to launder. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some money that he's already paid taxes on that he's going to re-launder. Screw the government. <laughs> but we're, we're about 40 minutes in. It's about all the trail updates. It's, it's been a little slow. About all the trail updates, but we got one more update, park update. What's that? Well, actually, two. What we didn't it? talk about the race. We do have a race this Sunday. We That's should have mentioned at the very beginning. Um, but this Sunday, the 28th, is our first race for the Winter Race League. Maybe I I'll take this. No cut, clue what it's on. Uh, maybe I'll take this and cut it back at the beginning. Yep. Um, so we know that towards the beginning. But we have... The 28th, Sunday race league, race number one. There's a purse for this one. There's purse, $600 for the season. For the season. open class purse. Not this race, this Yeah, season. for season. So Open class only, $600 purse. First place is a $300 payout. Second, 200 And third, 100 bucks. Yeah. Hundo. And all it costs to enter is your day pass. So. That's right. And then however much cash you want to pay us. I mean, you're. We got donations. Stickers. Not your, tax deductible, but they are donations. What's a what's a five day punch pass cost? One seventy five. Mm -hmm. Get yourself a five day punch pass. Come out to all five races. Is it five or six? Five. Five races. 
win first place and then you've just made, made 125 bucks basically bazingo. a professional bazingo or get second and you just made 25 bucks <laughs> or get third and you just had the five cheapest day passes of all time yeah so yeah you can't lose basically like unless you're not first second, or third <laughs> that, well don't tell them that you might as well come out and race anyway that's it's right only open class does that does that count male and female? Is that how it is? Open. Open's open. I know Aaron's raced open before mm-hmm. and done well. No e-bikes. E-bikers don't get a pro. And it's going to be interesting because it's going to make the open glass bigger this year, which I'm a fan of. Yep. Yeah. We'll uh, have sure. less sandbaggers. Yeah. I think it just... I'd rather, like, not even rather, but, like, it'd be awesome to see, like, uh, just, uh, um, like, an age group gap. Like there are three age group gaps, and like the skill doesn't matter. It's like how good are you in your age group? Yeah, uh, open pro or anything like that. Like not to say that's league or something, but that's just like an interesting perspective on right. It's like find some age gaps. What are the age gaps that make the most sense? And then like how fast are you in your age gap? And then you can see across that afterwards, right? Because you can stack up numbers on top of well, total times. But even if our younger riders raced open, like the last few series, oh, they, they haven't been far off, mm, so they, they're yeah. competitive. Yep. Everyone always was worried about like just too open. Yeah, it's Dawson just... and Jack could bump up and win it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm always a fan of just too open, like yep. more competition, open, just like, and stack also, everyone up and see how you really do. Consistency is important here. Consistency is key. If a fast guy comes out twice and you're out there five times and still got the win, yeah, still got that win. Seen it before. We'll see it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah consistency yeah we'll win it we can we can always see the numbers afterwards but like it's I, i'm not gonna go do the extra math unless you really ask me to and you ask nicely and you have a good bit of cash to go like <laughs> <laughs> do seasons total like if i was in open class where would i have fallen because i gotta recalculate points for every race and do all that right that's extra work but if you just go sign up for open class and at the end of the season, you see where you stack up. You don't have to do extra math to see where you stack up. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to get Blair a little bucket hat and a bucket to carry around. It just says tips. How much cash you got on you? It just, no, it just says cash money. Cash <laughs> money. It would all go into the team Put tip in jar there. for everyone at the shop. But you're just hustling yeah, for right. it. It would. No, take that cash and run with it, baby. Come on now. <laughs> Nah, he's just gonna start the hustle grind at the park, so everybody's gonna be like, like Jason's gonna be like, shuttling someone up, and then as soon as he drops them off, it's like, I can drop you off right at double wide. How much cash you got on you? <laughs> it's um, in this day and age, not that we need to do it right now, but it's just an interesting perspective on it. Cause like I um, recently when I went to airport, in the past few times I've used like Peachy parking, which is like one exit off. It's off-site parking. It's nice. It's like a gated parking. They take you a shuttle right to the drop off. They have, if you're fancy, indoor parking. Um, so you can do like warehouse parking. Um, you can do valet where they literally like just get you from the bus and go park the car for you. Get your car washed while you're like out of town. Like all types of services. But like it just the, the thought of it is, is they have a bunch of different shuttle drivers because they're constantly running shuttles like every 15 minutes, just back and forth, back and forth to manage a service. And in the trucks, they basically on the visor have something that swaps out and it's like, um, if you want to tip me, here's my cash app or my Venmo or whatever it is. And so as they switch drivers, because there's a tip jar, you can always tip, but it's like people, not as many people don't carry cash. And so instead of it being like, 
oh, here's just like a generic tip jar or something like that. You can digitally like scan his and they basically like give you one when you start becoming a shuttle driver, I guess, just to keep it clean. Right. So you're, but I think what happened was people putting their business card or doing their own little marketing, putting their like cash app up there and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. what's your cash app? We'll put it into our marketing branded thing and put it up there. So if like people ask, you just be like, oh, it's right there. So, so we'll just put a QR code on your bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like the technology. Mm-hmm. It's always like if, because like, people do ask no, when they're over yeah, there, but yeah, sure. like someone like wanted to specifically tip a specific shuttle driver. They're like, oh yeah, like let me throw you at the cash app or something. Just thoughts. It's a good way to do it. That's how they do it at the barber shop I used to go to. Is they just have all the barbers with all their QR codes, all their, all their links. So Same type of model, right? Yeah. Tip them digitally. Because mm-hmm. barbershops are saying that you typically like rent a chair or whatever, right? So they come yep. and go and have a space almost. Yeah. I just thought they brought that up and made me think about it. But what's the other event? So that's the race, that's Sunday, the 28th. What's, yep. the, what's the other park event you have for us? Uh, but, uh, no, less of an event, but... Uh, it's a riddle? Is it a riddle? Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't a riddle. I was wrong. Can we solve it? But we do need another riddle from Blair this week. I think of that while I tell this one. We have from Sean Leader brackets for an upgraded bungee mounting system. Mm-hmm. So those are getting welded on. As you listen to this tomorrow, if you're listening between the hours of like nine and five <laughs> on friday yep be over there working on that but it will be a full solve for our our bungee issues so how's that gonna work how's that look so it is a metal bracket that is mounted below where your back tire sits with a a bungee with like a hook on it and you take the bungee run it through your wheel hook goes back to the bracket into a hole instead of wrap it around your wheel, but not that way, wrap it around this way around your <laughs> wheel and then around the angle iron and then go to the bottom of the angle iron, hook the loop onto that and then pull the wheel back or down to tighten it. Oh no, I'll, I'll just do it for you. It, these will be a little more, uh, yeah, it's a little better than that. A little more in, intuitive to use and hopefully won't, break bungees and zip ties constantly yeah we were and i don't know how winter is but there was a point where we were just running through like zip tie or zip ties and bungees yeah crushing them crushing them these Um, is like we have a whole spool of just bungee material and the plus is is like on both ends of the bungee on this one is like i think metal hooks so instead of going from plastic zip ties which are like weather fragile heat and cold yep um and like a wearable going around a loop of wearable fabric going around rough angle iron to a metal hook hooking on the metal yep. so you're like minimizing the wear points like drastically um which is part of like the two things that were breaking the straps were breaking from getting cut up by the angle iron mm-hmm. and then the zip ties were just like you'd, you'd have and it was weird but in a couple areas you'd have like four or five zip ties that were just like falling off yep but like zip ties were breaking constantly too so it just solves both of those issues i mean it's still going to have like you said there's a spool we're gonna have to replace bungees but how often should be drastically reduced yeah i mean these bungees are this bungee material is a lot thicker Mm -hmm. than 
the last stuff we were using. And we're not directly rubbing it on rough angle iron. We're hooking yep. it onto an actual designed hook. So yep. I think so. it's just, yeah, minimizes a lot of wear and tear and makes the rear wheel sit in there way better. Yeah. And it actually pulls the wheel down and in mm-hmm. rather than just kind of wrapping it around the angle iron, which it worked well. It worked kind of well. It didn't like we put three different bikes to test different sizes and wheel sizes on there. And like the bikes don't move now. Yeah. Whereas before they still had a good bit of bounce. Mm -hmm. Like they, they just don't move now, which is nice. Also, you will be mounting the way it'll work instead of kind of having to be on like the backside of the trailer, like on towards the backside of your trailer on your bike, you'll be on the upside of the trailer of your bike, if that makes sense. So it should allow you to be hooking your wheel while someone's loading a bike behind you instead yeah. of being in the way of the next person, which should actually increase loading efficiency. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those little things. People don't recognize that. And so they start loading their bike. You're like, I'm crouched down here loading. Like, just yeah. wait just five wait. more seconds. Yeah. More People that are, it's like their first time there and that hasn't happened to them yet or they yeah. haven't gotten trapped in there. And then they like, recognize like oh, just give them a little space mm-hmm. you guys always people get pumped and you're like look this you can load your bike up in middle way as fast as you want this truck ain't going anywhere until this trailer's full or mostly full and every bike's checked so like just take an extra second give that person in front of you some some space don't be in a huge rush you'll get to the people top get amped up sometimes when you get so. to the top yep so that's nice. I'm stoked on that. That's been a, a mm. long time coming. That's really good. Yeah. Exciting. But yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Those Igor, are... don't judge my welds too hard. <laughs> judge him. <laughs> judge him. Well, I'll send you some close-ups. Will's going to try to show you like far away beauty shots. I'll show you some close-ups. Don't worry, Igor. Yep. They ain't going nowhere though. They ain't going nowhere. I mean, they're secure for the top, the top welds are not my best work, but they're definitely not my worst work, at least for the first half of the first trailer of three trailers to do. Mm-hmm. The bottom size, which is like harder, a right? weird tight thing to like lay under and then do an overhead pass. I'm struggling on that. That's fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> really hard. And then it's it. like drizzling all day. So you get like this nice, just coating of water while you're laying down, looking up on the, the face mask. Yeah. The welding hood. And like, by the end of the bottom pass, you can't see shit. Oh, it's good. (laughs) Prime working conditions. Yep. It is exciting though. Continuous improvement. Yep. Mm -hmm. That'll be nice. So that's, I guess that's everything we got for the park this week. Yeah. Anything, anything else? No. Not important to them, no. What's what else is so besides that? We just wrapped up a fun little putters only indoor game, yeah, in Drew's garage, which is a pretty dang good time. Drew and I have been testing some game models out, yep, two rounds of horse, which was fun, pretty fun, yeah, yep, yeah. We only got a single with the putting, yeah, we only got a single basket, so it's like I think if you not that you need it, but having two makes you like quickly, easily change up like two different angles angles and obstacles and stuff like that yep 
The indoor putting, like, and there's a ton of junk in the garage, mostly blares. That makes like the course really interesting. <laughs> and there's a variety of shots. Mine's mostly in the middle. <laughs> yeah, Drew's stuff's mostly on the edges, so mine just seems to be filling space. But there's mm-hmm. a nice share in there. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> My junk's in its home. <laughs> Yours is just very sprawled out. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, work in progress stuff. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. It does make it interesting though, because you've got like things to play with. That not necessarily your stuff, because you just have to like step over it. But yeah, obstacles, obstacles, mm-hmm. like cabinets and bike stands and stuff. Battery components. I was getting tacti- tactical with my sets. Had a a two like standing on top of actually three standing on top of things for some mm-hmm. elevated. Yep. One sitting, which that one was pretty the good. The prone shot. And then the the laying on your belly flat prone shot in case you need to get like really tactical out on the course. You never know. And then I had a simulated bush shot, like mm. armed through a chair, but I didn't make that one, so they didn't have to do it. <laughs> it so like Drew's always watching YouTube disc golf, and so you see like the pros trying to like get down on their knees and get really low and wide and like get a specific shot. I'm like, just stand up and just do some other fancy shot. Why are you trying so hard? What? <laughs> There's only so much variation you can do. I'm just kidding. I know. But straddle shot, it's different. It is. It you, is. you need the straddle shot on the course. I, I wonder because there are, we've I've sent them to Drew, there are like indoor disc golf putting yep. places uh, for like cold weather places, just like Ray's indoor MTB, right? For every hobby, people want to do it all year. And sometimes people live in cold places or rainy places or bad weather places and they want to still do a hobby. So they've been popping up. And so it's like warehouses with netting laid out and specific courses designed out. So I wonder if they have ones where like you're putting from a raised box, like almost Probably. like a, like a jump box or something from a gym, but you have to like mm. get up four feet and throw yeah. like throw the hole from four feet up or something. Interesting. There's, I, I like the one where we'll put the bike stand on top of the the basket yeah. but it, it i actually made like a specific window that, that the only spot that you can make make it into the basket it and you good. can you can replicate that with net it's just like a little picture frame taken out and you just gotta make it through that mm-hmm. they have ones like that i think mm-hmm. where yeah like, yeah they have a could do it's like cool stuff it's like putt putt mm-hmm. but for disc golf windmills it looks cool windmills a slow rotating windmill and you have to throw it between the windmill blades like a putt putt golf ball size hole that you're yeah. supposed to get the disc in and then it'll go through one of three mm-hmm. tubes and then one of the three tubes it'll pop out right into the hole mm-hmm. but you can't actually make the disc in there because it's not a ball size shape <laughs> so the putt putt model i i don't it's all right too gimmicky i guess I've seen this version that is pretty popular in Europe where they have nine baskets and three different starting pads per uh per basket and you just total your score on if you made it or not. So is, is it indoor? It could be. Okay. Could be indoor, but it's typically an outdoor thing, but they have like obstacles in the way and change in the t location also changes the changes the shot as well mm-hmm. so it's more actually the game instead of like oh i'm gonna put this weird thing in front of you and you gotta so you don't yeah, you that's don't. good for like like people that are true disc golf players but the gimmicky putt putt model like, yeah 
Zach's it works people. well because like look at putt putt. Yeah, Zach's throwing people putt putt people. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, and yeah. you're gonna tell me on a PDGA course they're not gonna have a real windmill that is a big windmill that I don't have to maybe throw through. Why couldn't they do that on a course? Get get fancier. Well, I guess to be fair, they do have like a bamboo fence right. for one of their. <laughs> Yeah, like a, a Mando lay down on the ground. <laughs> uh, I don't think they have that. But they do have like weird Mando obstacles like that in certain areas. I can see them as the sport progresses and comes and probably listens to our podcast and gra- grabs and steals our ideas. They'll probably start having windmills and stuff like that out there. Oh, our, our ideas are already stolen, dude. Your phone's on. <laughs> I know. Here's a good Here's a good Mando. Get like a big old like um, old tile. A big concrete tile, mm-hmm. or like a five, maybe like a four foot diameter or something that like you couldn't stand up in, mm-hmm. and then you got a mando throw it through it off the tee. Yeah, or it's uh, somewhere. It's <laughs> just a mando. We do, but if you it's just a there, four, four then foot. You gotta, then you got to do the mando prone shot because you landed in the mando. So yeah. You get, prone. You just got to hit this four foot gap I'm just from trying to two fifty out. Where my prone shot you'd use there's places very short distances you're not gonna get a lot of distance out of that shot you don't know i mean you could really work it no i know i tried it i did it that honestly that may not even be legal i think your foot has to be within like a certain range of your disc of your lie so you need well, to, then maybe you lay down on your back with your feet where your, <laughs> your lie was. That's it. Or you're on your stomach and you have to be like throwing backwards over your head. Yeah. Or like a, a Mando, like handstand, you got to throw it with your feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Drew said, I had a pretty good. Drew's uh, all about the core disc golf stuff. So this is core disc golf. This He's is core in. disc. Don't forget about my jump putt, which was like uh, <laughs> dangerous. Jump from one line to another line. The other line was like a cord on the floor. Blair just about ate shit on the cord. <laughs> you just about ate shit when you did it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I did eat shit. We all made it though. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. A good. I was tactical. I yeah. landed on. You the... would never use that in a game though, because you can't jump forward. <laughs> <laughs> Get a running start for your jump putt. I landed heel on the cord, and the cord just slid with my heel. <laughs> made the putt though, baby. Yeah. Didn't get that on camera. Just got my mist. He's cracked. Hell yeah. Stupid dumb shots. But we got the tallies. I got five points total after our two games. Blair's got four and Drew's got three points. Golf score. You can you can just you can decide who's winning. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, whatever makes you feel better. The retired guy or the guy that has the the setup in his garage. Who knows? One of us is winning probably is it one of those things that you love when i say where the scorecard doesn't show how good you were playing with those, cracks with those tactical shots and just the scorecard <laughs> just doesn't show it i mean i i could be winning could be i'm just not look last place if winning was easy everyone would, would do it will oh god oh god that's why you're out here losing. WWJV. You're not even second. You're not even the first loser. You're the second loser. So you're the first loser loser. Yeah. 
We'll see you after next week's round. <laughs> That's the way the season works. That's where you can't yep. win the first race, and he's then you get that six hundo. You got to come back for the next four. He's races. gonna take his basket, put it under the awning, and just like Rocky movie <laughs> training over there under the awning. Ding ding ding. Speaking of tallies and laps, I've done it. I've started tallying. You're behind. I have been tallying my laps this year. I'm way behind. Yep. We're in the fourth week. So I should be around like 80 laps so far. I'm at 26. You gotta hit some mutters this weekend. Yep, 26 park laps so far this year. Going for a thousand. Track your laps. Let's see how many everyone else Track gets. Your laps. My big news is motor came in end of last week. I got it installed Sheesh. today. I completely forgot. Can't lie. Ed, welcome to my life. Got the motor installed and everything like that. Just like I was, and I got off the phone with the guy. He's like, "Yeah, go take it for a test rat lap, see how it is, and everything like that." I was like, "Yeah, if I have any issues, I'll give you a call back." Just like, "How is it?" And I like spin the cranks just to see it, like if the motor kicks, spins the rear wheel while it's on like a uh, eco mode. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, last time I rode this, I broke the freaking chain, and there's not a chain on here, so <laughs> can't ride." Step it. one of two's done. <laughs> so I got a chain in Drew's garage. I got to take the chain in tomorrow, build that, fix that part. We should have a, a transmission you, it, chain in there. Uh, I didn't see it on the wall, but I have one back. From all the stuff I bought for the road oh, trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's one in there, yeah. Yeah, there should be um, one in there. Somewhere. But um, I might have it in my truck. I can look. That hurts in there. But, yeah, but that thing was loose as hell when I took the rear wheel off, so I need to reset up the rear. Yeah, boy. Transmission and derailleur setup, or hanger setup and everything again. Yep. So that's probably why I broke the chain. Yeah. Loose as hell is shifting like hell and sounds like a common issue. Didn't that happen to Josh? Yeah. Mine just had a bunch more hours and miles on it before it got checked, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I was I'm thinking my bike in general, not the transmission, but I kept the transmission pretty well. Blue. Do you know how many miles you were up before you swapped the motor? Um, no, but have your log file. Yeah, we can look at the log. Yeah, that will You're probably me. about due for suspension service. I am. I'm right below. Yeah. Uh, well, I know I only had like five hours in boost mode. <laughs> uh, props to Blair. He has been running Eco or like trail 80, 85% of his time in trail mode. Mm -hmm. Which has been no time in the past month. <laughs> it's been shuttle laps only with the Yeti. That's the only, <laughs> only thing I'll do. Yep. Kyle was like, yeah, come to Canoe on Sunday, pedal your bike. I was like, do you know who you're talking to right now? You could pedal you your bike. You used to be like that. I did. And so and, did I. And, but then like the first time you go to Canoe with an e-bike and you're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. That's pretty That's sick. a completely different experience. First time we went to Canoe, we pedaled our asses off. Yep. We rode a lot of laps. And I went back multiple times since then, rode like seven, eight lap days. Like I've done a lot of laps there, and stuff like that. Bikes. Like. It'll wear your ass out. That's a great time. But then you go on an e-bike and you're like, oh. Yep. Nope. And then that. you know how hard it is to go back and pedal it normal bike after riding it on a good e-bike? Dude, like, I ah. feel bad for Kyle when we went over like the beginning of January. Oh, yeah. he His e-bike motor failed like halfway up the climb on his first lap. That's... So he had to like experience what it's like, not actually get a lap and then have to hop on the pedal bike. That's deflating. <laughs> yeah. I w if it was me, I would have just went in the shop and rented an e-bike. <laughs> That's very deflating. It's I was saying it's 
having an e-bike's awesome, but it's 10 times more frustrating when it does mess up than when a regular bike yeah. messes up. Yeah. Like when a regular analog bike messes up, it's somewhat within your control. Like there's certain things you can do. And if you can't do those things, you're going you're just, yeah. But like when you just start pushing your power button on your e-bike and it doesn't turn on in the middle of a ride, yeah. like that's so much more frustrating mm-hmm. and it's just random, but it is. That's right. Mm-hmm. Got them electronics on that damn e-bike. I, I went from e-bike. like that to now have an e-bike plus a transmission, all electronics. <laughs> How many times have you forgotten your batteries? Every other ride <laughs> since I've put it on there. Don't, I mean, we are wrapping it up, but you're going to wrap it up, get Chan super hyped and then leave. And then yep. I have to deal with the monster. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He just has to pee pee. I know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, he just... Teeth <laughs> straight in. Please that don't. <laughs> that's rough. That is not ASMR to me. No. Look forward to the Igor message about that. <laughs> I heard some popping from Chance. Can you tell him to like not yell into the mic? Well, that's all I got. Is that all you got? I think that's all I got. That's all I got. Well, thanks to Drew a Disc for sponsoring this podcast. Yep, come get a disky. Fifteen percent of all proceeds, not profits, proceeds, because he's proceeds. a generous guy. Uh-huh. Go to opening up a disc golf at the park. Yeah, help him launder some of that money. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Got to try to find a way to launder oh, their wish. money through this. <laughs> Man, Drew's like, I not wish. doing that. <laughs> no, no, really support the support the cause. Yep. But otherwise, see y'all out soon. Sunday Race League. Sunday Race League. Come Let's on go. out. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm running. Be good. Hey, we don't know, and it'll be announced by the time you're listening to this anyway, but I, I would guess probably Simple Green. Based off a of current trail condition, 76 would be fun, too. It's probably in pretty good shape, too. Yeah. Our Mooch. It's definitely not going to be double wide. I can tell you that. Yep. Our Mooch would probably be a little slick. I'd rather see it beat 76 over our Mooch. Our Mooch can get a little messy when it gets soaked. I'd honestly like to see though. more top laps this this round with a, I, it's, a open class payout plus the new climb trail. Yeah, Man, it'd be nice. Um, the mm-hmm. the full top to bottom experience. It's easier now that we're running at twelve versus eleven, but it does add a good bit of time to the experience overall of running, yeah. managing, and they doing could the just whole be race. top laps. Could yeah, they don't have to go all the way down. We could even do for even it's it the climb is easier, but it still is when you get there. It's not just get off the shuttle drop. It's still if you're not on an e-bike, ten minutes minimum. We could. We now have two options from halfway up upper squat rack too. That does make it easier. And not to say I'm against them. It does like when we did the last one at the end of the last race. It, like it makes the whole process. And we've talked about it. Like yeah, you can get a quad up the service road, but then you get all yep. the way over to like pre-roll. Riding a quad over there is not Sucks. that much faster than just hiking up the climb trail really quick. Yep. Like, it's a lot. So it's one of those things. I got, I get, got my e-bike working so I can get up there easier. But just watching people come up all the way up there to do the whole race experience, you can just see it slow everyone's hype down a little bit. For sure. Some people really like it, especially the e-bike class. Yep. Um, But some people, they're like, oh, oh, and they do it anyways, and then they get wrecked. What is it? But, What's our time now? 12 p.m.? Yeah, we're doing it at 12 now. 
Let everyone get there. Sundays, we, yeah. we talked about it. The people that were late last week, last year, or last season, they're like, oh, like if it was a 12, I'm going to be on time. It's like, they're not going to be on time. They're just late people. <laughs> <laughs> but 11 makes it really hard it to does. get like a, warm up and then pre-ride. It makes it harder to get more than like one lap in. Like yeah. You have to literally be Especially there first lap at Especially if it's a top 10. lap. Yeah. Especially if it's top laps. So you have to be like first lap. So 12 helps with top, I think. Yeah. 12 helps with the flow in general. But yeah, we're doing it at 12 now, so you got a little bit extra time to warm up. That's correct. Good for wintertime, because it might be some a little chilly some mornings. Yep. But yeah, besides that, chances of mine, you probably got to take a little tinkle. Little pee-pee. Little pee-pee, boy. That's right. Bird up. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs>